I'm not disparaging being a mother or anything, but it's very hard right. to always be taking, you're like, you're always having to take care of someone else. Mm-hmm. Always, always. Every decision you make is like based on how is this going to affect my kid? Right. Can I, can I not do this? Let me go to that. I do, I do like in my daily life, like I'm, I'm, I'm rare. I go out. Sometimes I come home at four o'clock in the morning. I swear to God, I do. I go out and I have a good time and I go out and I just, I don't care because I feel like that's really important. I, I, I'm not about uh, staying home all the time. No, I, I probably go once a week late. Okay. <laughs> nice. I see live music. I hang out with my friends. I, I, I see my friends a lot. I, I make good. a point of it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to just wither away in my house it's not happening yeah that's great (laughs) we all have a story to tell the longer our lives the richer our stories when i look at you i see a woman of strength integrity character a woman who has seen hardships struggles pain and loss a woman who has compassion love courage and power a woman who has succeeded failed and learned, a woman who will continue to persevere and thrive. When I look at you, I see a woman who is wise, not withered. Hello and welcome to the Wise Not Withered podcast. This is season four and we are on episode number six. So today's guest or this month's guest was Eden Fieldstone. I met Eden uh, many months ago um, at a retreat, specifically BWA or Body Wisdom Academy led by Leslie Huddard. Um, I met quite a few people either at the retreat or through people Um, that I met at the retreat, some that you have already heard and others that are yet to come. And yeah, so more about Eden. Um, She's pretty multifaceted. Um, She'll talk more about her two very different jobs that she carries. Um, One that's a bit more logical and linear, I would assume, and another that's very creative, more um, free-spirited, um, that help her balance those parts of herself. She talks a lot about her relationship with her kids. Um, and I just really appreciated her warmth and her honesty and really the rawness of some of the topics that we get into. So without further ado, um, here is my interview with Eden Fieldstone. All right. Um, so is it Eden Fieldstone? Okay, cool. Okay, so thank you for joining us on the Wise Not Withered podcast. Uh, what is your age? 49. 49, excellent. That's my dad's favorite number. <laughs> oh, wow, okay. Yeah, and where did you grow up and where do you live now? I grew up in Toronto and I still live in Toronto. Okay, have you lived there your whole life? Lived? Yeah. Okay. Pretty much. Yeah. Nice. Have you visited other places too? Oh, yeah, of course. Course. Where? What are I've, some of the? I've, I've um, I went to Brazil three times. Uh, I've been to Egypt. Yeah. 
pretty much, you know, obviously the United States. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Brazil, why three times? Oh, because I have friends down there, and I, it's my favorite country, mm-hmm. and I love the culture. I feel very at home there. I feel more at home there than here. Oh, why is that? People are so emotional. <laughs> they're very free with their emotions. They're very friendly. They're very warm. They're just, I feel like they're very natural. Like, I, yeah, like there, there isn't like a, how do I explain it? <sighs> like they're just very affectionate, warm people. We're, we're not here. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, interesting. When was the first time you went to Brazil? 2011. Okay. And every time just to visit friends? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I'm sheltered there. I'm I'm not, I wouldn't go there by myself. I generally don't, generally, when I travel, it's I'm visiting someone I know. Hmm. I like being on the inside. Right. I don't like being a tourist. Makes sense, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, and I'm also taken care of. Like, I don't have to, I don't worry about getting robbed or whatever. Yeah. So, Brazilian people are generally not coming around you. Like, in that, with those intentions. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Um, so, yeah, that's basically how I like to travel. Because I, my friend lives in Bermuda and I might go visit her. Mm-hmm. But... If, she, if I didn't have a friend in Bermuda, I wouldn't go. <laughs> I sincerely. I, I like to travel where I know somebody. Right. And I'm visiting. Yeah. Have you been a tourist somewhere? Like, have you not yeah. done that? Uh, for sure, Cuba. I don't like all-inclusive resorts. Yeah. And I went, when I was really young, I was 20, 20. I went to Italy by myself. And I felt so isolated because I couldn't speak the language. Mm. It was different culturally. I couldn't, I had a very hard time communicating. Hmm. Yeah. And I think that maybe changed how I travel. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, that was a turning point in the way that you approached traveling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it was very isolating. I felt isolated. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. Okay. Mm-hmm. So switching gears a little bit, what is or was your relationship with your mother like? Oh my God. (laughs) Very complicated. Yeah. Uh, My mother, well, is, she's still alive, Um, but younger, she, she wasn't, in my opinion, not equipped to be a mother. I don't think she wanted to be a mother. Hmm. Um, there's a lack of nurturing, so I, I, it took me maybe until I was a mother for me to let go of needing her to be a a mother to me. Hmm. Yeah. I perceive her more as a not, at least like my biological mother. I, I, I interact with her, but it's always on a. I don't go to her for emotional support or like the typical things you go to your mother for. I, I don't do that with her. Right. That makes yeah. sense. And I'm glad I have a daughter. I feel that that heals me a lot that I can have it. That kind of relationship that I crave with my mother, I have it with my daughter. Hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah, that was going to be the next question. How did it affect your relationship with your children? So, yeah. That I don't do what she does. Like, I don't, like, I'm, I'm, I'm there for them emotionally. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. Um, what do you do for a living? Two things. Right now, I am a, I'm a professor of critical thinking and under the umbrella of English. Um, and I've been a belly dancer for 25 years. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How did you get into, I guess, the teaching first and then <laughs> the dancing? It was, it was the teaching came from belly dancing. Because oh, really? I, yeah. No, I never set out to teach. Um, Interesting. I used to belly dance like it was my, that was my career. And then I danced so much that I injured myself oh. a few times. And it like debilitated me because it was my only source of income. So I would overdance. Hmm. And I had to do something else, something that wasn't with my body. So mm -hmm. it just, I kind of took this course teaching English as a second language and then I kind of fell into all this but I'm I I don't teach that anymore I teach um like critical thinking literature stuff like that okay yeah yeah, yeah. very different things how how do you I guess like balance like your identities with that and and like, do you, 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 I remember in the retreat, you said some of your students like found your belly dancing page or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I just deal with it. They're both parts of me. You know, I, I, I'm really like academic and I'm really artistic. Mm -hmm. Like I'm both. Right. So I, I would feel unbalanced if I weren't involved in one of them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. And I, I'm curious how how that affects like your mothering as well. Like do your children, do you have a daughter? Do you have other kids as I well? I have a daughter and a son. Okay. So and, I'm a little tired right now. Yeah, no <laughs> How old are they? Seven and my daughter's seven, my son is ten. Okay. And do you do you talk to them about like your belly dancing or your teaching or yeah. both? Or yeah, like oh. what's yeah, what what is that like? What are... It's normal to them. Nice, okay. <laughs> yeah, they come watch me dance. They've come to my work teaching. They haven't watched me teach, but they... <laughs> they. Yeah, it's just normal. They hate that I'm on the computer a lot because that's where I have to mark <laughs> and everything. Um, <laughs> but I don't... Yeah, it's just normal for them. Yeah, okay. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And what brings you the most joy on a daily basis? I think it's having, feeling connected to other people. Hmm. A good conversation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very simple. I <laughs> yeah. mean, my kids. Yeah, being, watching their free spirits. Yeah. Being outside in nature. Mm -hmm. <laughs> how are your kids similar to you and, and how are they different from you? Well, it's funny, I, with my son, I can, I mean, on an aesthetic level, I can pick apart every feature of who he looks like in the, of which family member. So, yeah, it's, 
my kids have my color, my hair color. It's really both of them. And they have my jawline. <laughs> my son has my smile. And he has my sensitivity. Hmm. And he's, he's definitely an empath. Um, so he's got that about me. My daughter has a rebellious side to her, which she doesn't like rules. She doesn't like, it's very much like me, but she's like me when I was 15. I don't know. She's a really feisty. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, that's how they're like me, but they're both, they're both, um, very affectionate Mm -hmm. in there. Yeah. Is that also like you? Yeah, I'm very affectionate with them, so I guess they kind of picked it up for mm-hmm. me. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And what do you do to unwind or recharge after a long day or a long week? That's very hard for me to do. Uh, mm-hmm. I have to physically leave my house. I have to stay get. I mean, I love my children, but I cannot recharge or unwind around them. Right. Um, I have to physically remove myself from my my house sometimes it's going for a drive sometimes and I don't get many opportunities to do that but whatever I'm doing it has to be away from the home right it's too many responsibilities too many too many energies pulling on me Mm -hmm. in there yeah Yeah. definitely seeing a friend or yeah something like that just has to be unfortunately I can't I'm, I'm I can't unwind around my children yeah that, is, that makes sense yeah. yeah 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 and aside from work and family obligations what hobbies and interests do you have oh, yeah. I like <laughs> reading novels um again I just I just like being in nature I don't know belly dancing isn't a hobby mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's something I I do like enjoy I like exercising those kinds of things yeah Mm -hmm. so you said you started um your career in belly dancing did you start it just as a hobby and then it became a career yeah like what was that transition like what at what point did you think oh I can do this as a career I took classes for like three years and then I took that I started doing like amateur shows in groups okay and then I was in a dance company, and then I just, I don't know, I just went out and to places that hire belly dancers, and then I just got hired. Okay. That was it. <laughs> it was very simple. It was, like, the easiest job ever. Okay. It's the best job. I get paid to dance. Like, I mean, it, it really couldn't ask for anything better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... Yeah, yeah, and what, what kind of gigs do you do? Do you dance at, like, clubs or for, um, like, solo shows? You do group stuff? I do everything, but I don't do... Sorry, sorry for my life. It's okay. <laughs> um, I don't do stags. I don't do anything that's all men. Because oh. then they get their ideas. But, um, yeah. no, weddings and anniversaries and baby showers, like, you name it. Birthday parties. Anything. Anything that's a that's celebratory mm-hmm. yeah, that's what I do okay as long as it's not a stag kind of thing yeah a stag like like s-t-a-g yes okay and that that means just like all men 
It's usually men who, for a guy who's, well, he's getting married and he's going to have his one last hurrah. Oh, oh, is that like a bachelor party? They often hire strippers and stuff like that. Okay, okay. I am, I don't go to things like that because they have a different, generally, it's it's not, uh, yeah, there's a different expectation. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't. I don't do that kind of dancing, so, yeah. Yeah, makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, what has been one of the biggest challenges that you've faced and overcome? Giving birth. <laughs> yeah. I had, an, I've had, both my children I've had naturally with no drugs. Nothing. My son was 44 hours. And after 30 hours, I only dilated one centimeter. And, but I had a doula and I had my husband and I had, it was hard. It was the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. It's the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. I could not have done it without all that support around me. Hmm. But I, I feel like, and I'm not disparaging women who haven't had natural sorry, it's my work email, who haven't had natural childbirth at all. Um, but for me, it was a rite of passage. It made me stronger. It was the hardest thing I've ever done. Hmm. I, I wanted to crawl out of my body. It was so excruciating. It was excruciating. Yeah. I could feel my hip bones separating. Ooh. I was shaking for, it was, it was, I was in shock for a week after I gave birth to my son. Yeah, it was physically, mentally, it was exhausting. It was just, it hurt so much and I couldn't escape it. Mm-hmm. It was the hardest thing I've ever done. <laughs> there was like, I didn't feel like there was a light at the end of the tunnel or that it was ending. It felt like I was being tortured for 44 hours. And then finally he came. Yeah, yeah. That was the hardest thing I've ever done. To, to not go to the hospital and get an epidural, that was the hardest thing I've ever done. Yeah, well, why did you choose to not do that? Because when you're paralyzed, you're completely disconnected. Your body, they, they tell you when to push in the hospital. You, that's not the way. Your body pushes when, and there's no control. Your body just will push. Hmm. There's no mental, there's nothing that you can control when you're in a natural state of giving birth. Your body completely takes over. So it's just healthier. It's everything. You're disconnected. You're completely disconnected. It's like nothing's going on when it's the biggest thing going on. And then you have nurses telling you to push. How does a nurse know when my body wants to push? She says, it's not in my body. Right. Yeah, I was afraid I was going to blow my back. Honestly, I, I just didn't want anything to do with it. At the time, I was like, give me the epidural. It was brutal. Um, but I, it, it, my, my doula and my husband were not letting that happen. And I appreciate it now, like for sure. Yeah.
And then three years later, you give birth to your daughter. Yeah. And was that a similar experience? No. Um, I gave birth to her by myself in my house. Oh. Didn't show up. So that was different. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, she slept through the pager. So we called one one and she was like half out of me when nine one one answered and um then the fire department was in my room and then the medics were in my room and it was crazy. The midwife wasn't there. Wow. <laughs> and my daughter was fine. Yeah. It was quite something. Yeah. But she came twice as fast as my son, and it was half the pain. Hmm. And I knew what I was doing. So I just was like, I'm done with this. I hate being pregnant. And I just gave birth to her. And that was it. I was done with it. I just put her out. I was like, I've had it. Finished. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Was it... You mentioned, like, the like a, a mental challenge... And so it wasn't as much of that with your daughter? No. Okay, interesting. (laughs) It doesn't, I think the first, well, for me, first, I don't have, I only have two, so I can't, but it's understood that the first is always the hardest, and Mm -hmm. then it gets easier. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I'm I'm just thinking about what it must have been like for my mom. (laughs) it really strengthens you as a person and just having to go through that and coming out the other side Mm -hmm. it's it's definitely a rite of passage for sure (laughs) yeah yeah and then how about just raising your kids what has been challenging about now that they are their own little person (laughs) Sleep deprivation, as you can see, I'm yawning all the time. Trying to manage work and children, mm-hmm. um, you know their needs. It's always their needs, always about them, right? Which is fine because that's the way it's supposed to be. But mm-hmm. um, just kind of like you, like for me, because I put so much into them. It's like I, I like. It's hard to give to myself because I don't have the fit. I don't have the time. I don't have the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's important. My challenge as a mother has been: how do I nurture them and let and give them the opportunities to fulfill whatever dreams that they have, mm-hmm. and then carve out the same space for myself which I, I still I, it, it hasn't happened like I can't I'm trying to write a novel I can't write the thing because between work and my kids I, I have no time mm-hmm. yeah so it's yeah it's definitely a, a challenge mm-hmm. and I think it, I think it, it the, the less economic means you have the harder it is Right. right. I guess I don't have someone coming in my house. I don't. No one's coming in my house and cleaning my house and cooking my meals for me. Or so there's a lot of domestic work that I, I have to um, that I have to do. Like so, there isn't free time for myself. It's it's and it's not good. 
Hmm. It's just like, I don't know how to navigate around it. Yeah. 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 How did you find BWA? Just on a, some Facebook ad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and what, what drew you to it? And just what Leslie was talking about, about your inner world is, your outer world is a reflection of your inner world and how changing, how talk therapy is just, it doesn't change hmm. your inner drive, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not the right word, but I can't remember phrasing, to be honest. But it was that kind of idea that drew me to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Has it changed your life, do you think? Changed my No. No? <laughs> I wouldn't say it's changed my life. I, I think that I'm... I'm more grounded. I don't spin out hmm. to the extent that I used to. So that, I mean, there's a change, but it hasn't changed my whole life. It's, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. It's not like yeah. a like a super huge kind of groundbreaking. No, no, I just feel more grounded. I feel like. things don't go the way I wanted or expected or it hurts or whatever, I, I kind of just I'm like, well, maybe this is for the best and I lean into it kind of thing. Like I hmm. embrace things more and I have a little more faith that the universe is here to help and not like, I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Just yeah. like there's more, there's more of a groundedness. Um, about me yeah mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. yeah check my mind stories a lot yeah I don't let and I don't let myself go or I don't I, I try not to get sucked I, I don't I recognize when someone I feel like I'm being sucked into someone's energy and mm-hmm. I can pull away yeah yeah you mentioned the spinning out is that is that what you meant like getting sucked into things and yeah or just like you know, just spinning out like, oh, the future and this, this and that, like that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kind of like being trapped in that uncertainty versus yeah. the the yeah. the trust that you were talking about that things will yeah 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 exactly okay. yeah exactly. that makes sense. Um, how do you define success? Self fulfillment. I don't define it by money. Mm-hmm. No, I never have. I never have. <laughs> Success is something that you've achieved, I guess, that you've set out to achieve, or it could be anything. I was actually thinking about the success of my uncle, one of my uncles. Um, I was thinking that he's so different with his kids than the way he was raised. Hmm. And I see how my cousins are really grounded people and I was like you know that is that success like he stopped like or he changed the direction of some like intergenerational I I don't know if you say trauma necessarily but ways of relating to people Mm -hmm. yeah he changed the direction with his kids and I I thought I actually was like 
yeah, he's got a great job and he's got lots of money and whatever. But that's to me not the success part. It's it's that how he how he parents is mm. how it's about. yeah. Okay, he's more success. Yeah. Do you consider yeah. him like a mentor? Do you look up to him? A little bit. Yeah, a little bit. We're not that close. Mm. So yeah, a mentor. Um, I I think that. I know this sounds, I think spiritually, I don't know if you, if one fulfills whatever purpose they're here to do, that's success. Hmm. Or overcoming something that's difficult, that's success. It's not monetary. I know in our culture, it's very materialistic, yeah. but to me, it's not. Success is not about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Who are some of your mentors or people that you've looked up to? I look up to Madonna. I really like her. <laughs> I do. I think she's such a trailblazer and, and that she's still going at 64. And mm-hmm. she's, I like that about her. Um, I look up to... Oh, God, I'm just so tired right now. So many people. Um, basically any okay like I can't like there's these like, there's this astronaut or mathematician in NASA this black woman in the 50s and she like was very instrumental Catherine I forget her last name I just totally forget her last name but like you know people who go against the status quo or surprise you or you know they don't they do the unexpected, I guess, in mm-hmm. a positive way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I know it's not, I'm not articulating myself very well because I'm very tired, but it's okay. yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, what is something you've learned about yourself in the last like few months to a year? And you, you just you just realized that about yourself recently? No, it's not just realized. I don't know what I just realized about myself. <laughs> I don't know what I just realized. <laughs> that I'm periomenopausal. There you go. I just realized that. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I skipped my period for 50 days and I was freaking out. I was like totally going crazy. Um, then it came. And then it came regularly again. Hmm. So I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, what else? That I, I don't know. No, there's nothing I have just realized about <laughs> myself, to be honest. Okay, yeah, no problem. New. There's nothing new. Maybe a continuation, but nothing new. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about menopause? Does it freak you out? Yeah. I'm going to be honest, it does. Yeah, sure. Yeah. If you don't mind sharing, like, what what about it scares you? Um, uh, that the law, lo- I don't know, the, lo- the loss of being fertile. Hmm. Uh, 
bothers me. Mm-hmm. The, um, I know it, it, I know it, or the coming into the end of my life. And I know menopause is not like, I know I'm mm-hmm. only 49, but that's a whole different, yeah. Um, I guess aging. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Aging. You the, all those hormonal, like major changes. Right. Um, I, I, I would, when I, especially when I was a little bit younger, when I would ovulate, I felt like this surge of energy and I felt like, like this power that I could do whatever I want. Like, I felt like, I don't know, it was like I was on a high or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I don't know what menopause is going to feel like because I'm not in menopause, right? But um, I... Yeah, I guess I will just embrace it when it comes, but I I don't know. It, yeah, it's a totally I think I think what I discover about myself is I don't like change, actually. <laughs> I don't like change. It's something I need to work on. Mm. Um but menopause is, is it's a little scary for me, yeah. Yeah. It's definitely yeah. not not something we talk about as a culture. Have you, like, did your mom ever talk to you about her experience or? Yeah, I talk to her about it all the time. Oh, oh, you do, okay. Mm-hmm. It's not pleasant, what she tells me. <laughs> so, I don't know if I want to repeat it, but the analogies are stark. <laughs> um, so, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, 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 I'm not the best one to talk to about menopause because, well, I'm not in it, but I, I have a fear of it. Mm. So. Um, yeah, makes sense. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh, yeah, I don't know what else to say about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no problem. Um, what's something you're looking forward to? Where's yeah. a destination? What's I want to see the Northern Lights yeah. in Canada. I would really like to see them. Mm. I haven't planned it, but it's something I'd like to see. Yeah. And where where is that visible? Where can you do that? I think the Northwest Territories are. Okay. It it is pretty far from where you are. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, I'm like in a city. I'm in a massive city. Toronto's a massive. Multi- metropolitan crazy city mm-hmm. yeah no i think what the northern lights i think they're in the northwest territories okay mm-hmm. do yeah. you travel with your kids are they at traveling age yet oh they yeah i travel with them okay. and i travel with them. i went without them to brazil okay yeah that was very hard for me. but yeah I tell you after three days i was fine i didn't have to it, i had a break it was it was amazing Mm-hmm. To, to just live in my day without having to take care of somebody. Hmm. It's, I'm not disparaging being a mother or anything, but it's very hard right. to always be taking, you're like, you're always having to take care of someone else. Mm-hmm. Always. 
always. Every decision you make is like based on how is this going to affect my kid? Right. Can I do, can I not do this? Let me go to that. I do I do like in my daily life, like I'm 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 rare. I go out, sometimes I come home at four o'clock in the morning. I swear to God I do. I go out and I have a good time and I go out and I just I don't care because I feel like that's really important. I, I I'm not about uh, staying home all the time. No, I, I probably go once a week late. Okay. <laughs> nice. I do live music. I hang out with my friends. I, I, I see my friends a lot. I, I make okay. a point of it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to just wither away in my house. It's not happening. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like that's probably good for your kids too. <laughs> they don't like when I'm gone. They get upset. Where are you going? I'm like, you're going to bed. What does it matter? I'll be here when you wake up. Like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> no, mommy, you, you going, where are you going? And they think, they think, um, my personal life, like everything about me is their business. Hmm. Yeah. Like my son will look over my shoulder and read my text messages. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. All the time. <laughs> They think, they think that the way they are my business, that I am their business, and it's not that way. They can't understand it. There's a total different, like we are in different roles. I don't want to say it's a power differential, but it really is. But for their benefit, you know, like right, of course. you don't understand that um, I'm a full-grown adult and I can take care of myself or they can't. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I love that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So interesting. Yeah. Um, well, is there anything else you wanted to talk about that I didn't ask? No, not really. Um, I guess for me, I think as I'm getting older, or just as I, whatever, as the decades go on, I just mm-hmm. feel like I'm more... Uh, I feel that I'm more open-minded and mm-hmm. I'm not as judgmental yeah. and I'm not as like I can see different perspectives I'm calmer uh, so I, those are nice things but I'm not as fired up about everything that I used <laughs> to be yeah yeah. So that's nice <laughs> yeah just mellowed out a little bit <laughs> yeah I've mellowed out a lot yeah totally mm-hmm. and that, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for thank you. joining us. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Why Is Not Withered podcast. Um, I look forward to sharing another interview with you next month. Stay tuned. Bye bye.